Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 64. Have a really fun interview for you guys, so thank you so much for joining us. Before we head into our interview with Samantha from Geekly Ever After, we're going to do our past guest spotlight. Today is throwing it back to number episode number 15 with Chad from 100 Acre Hood. 100 Acre Hood has a brand new design out there. They're doing a pre-sale at the moment, so hopefully you guys have time to go over there and check it out. And it's for a brand new Tower of Terror long sleeve tee. Really cool design, especially for you Tower of Terror fans out there. Maybe our guest today is a Tower of Terror fan. You'll find out soon. Um, but head over to 100 Acre Hood Co. on Instagram or 100acrehood.com. Check out that design and put in an order if you're interested in it. Yeah, so today we are so excited to be talking to Samantha. She is a personal blogger, and she also is the owner of Geekly Ever After over on Etsy. She creates bow bands and scrunchies, which is a great alternative to ears. So we are so excited to get to know more about Samantha, her business, and her Disney fandom. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over to you, Samantha, and if you would just introduce yourself for some of our guests who may not know about you and your shop. Okay. Hi. uh, My name is Samantha, and um, I am the shop owner for Geekly Ever After on Etsy. Um, I'm just a small shop. I make uh, bow bands, which are those um, headbands with like the little nutty bows on them. And then I also have scrunchies. I'm also on Instagram with the same name at Geekly Ever After. And I also have a blog, which is kind of just a personal blog where I pretty much write about whatever I want. Cool. And what's the name of your blog for those who might not know what it is? Uh, yeah, it's just um, it's just SamanthaFabris.com, which is my name. Um, and I've labeled it just Fabulous Fabris. <laughs> That's so fun. I love that. <laughs> so take us through your evolution of your Disney story. Yeah, so um, I'm actually kind of newer to being in love with Disney than a lot of people are online. I get a bit jealous of all those people who have like those, you know, pictures of them as kids at the parks. I get a bit (laughs) jealous about that. Um, But my first time to Disney was actually when I was 14. Um, I was in high school and our marching band actually goes every four years so that everybody gets to go once. So, um, yeah, I got to go down my freshman year of high school. And my first time ever actually in Magic Kingdom was actually backstage um, because we got to march in the parade, which I think is kind of unique. A lot of people actually haven't done that before. Um, so my first time was actually in a parade. So we did the parade and then, you know, we got to spend a few days in the parks before we went further down south for more things. Um, but then I didn't return to Disney until my honeymoon, um, about eight years later. And, um, my husband and I went together. He had been to Epcot before, but he hadn't been to any of the other parks. So we kind of got to experience Disney together. And it's pretty funny because um, when we were there, I remember being on the bus one morning and like we heard these people talking about, oh, you know, we go to Disney every year. And we're like, that's crazy. Who goes to Disney every year? (laughs) And then a few years later, we were like, hey, maybe we should go to Disney again. That was fun. And then we've pretty much been every year since. So (laughs) we've become one of those people. (laughs) We love those people. That's our people. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I, I that is such a unique experience. We neither of us have any kind of musical talent at all, so oh, we gosh, no. they would have not accepted us into the marching band. But 
like what is that experience like can you I guess as a freshman in high school can you really appreciate that you're like you're in a backstage area instead of being where guests are or things like that it's funny because they they made a big deal about that like you know the representative who's with us they're like oh you're backstage nobody gets to see this and I'm looking around like it's just some buildings (laughs) like I feel silly because like back then like you know, it's like, cool, I'm at Disney, that's cool, but I didn't, like, have that appreciation for it like I do now, so I feel like I've missed out on a great opportunity. <laughs> and the other thing I was wondering is how does your, or how did your school go about, like, getting that scheduled every four years? Because that's so cool. It's pretty crazy, because um, we're actually one of the biggest high school marching bands in the country, I think. There were, there were, like, 250 of us. Oh, wow. um, I don't think everybody actually, you know, it was who could afford to go down. So not everybody did go down, but we actually were in Michigan. So we actually took 24 hours. We just piled it in, you know, dozens of buses. We bust all the way down. I think we arrived at like seven in the morning, got off the bus and went straight into Hollywood studios. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I was pretty young, so I don't remember too much. I couldn't even tell you which rides I went on back then. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And it was also like the week between Christmas and New Year's. So I just remember just people everywhere. It was crazy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. I feel like that would be like a chaperone's nightmare. (laughs) At least from like a teacher (laughs) perspective, I would lose it. (laughs) Right. And like, I think, I don't remember. I think we stayed at Port Orleans, Riverside. So like, I don't know how they managed to put all of us in a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wow. Well, I mean, and there's... There's even more that I'm intrigued about from that, just as the evolution story. I mean, I love hearing how kind of different people fell in love with it, and especially for you, since you didn't get um, kind of exposed to it until you're a little bit older. So when you and your husband, so you said you went for your honeymoon, and then it took a couple years before you decided to go back, then just kind of did it snowball from there that you realized, well, we both really enjoy spending time here. Pretty much. It was like we went back and we had a great time and they're like, well, let's go again, but let's bring your brother this time. And then it was let's go again, but let's bring some friends this time. And then um, we were planning a trip this year for 2019 with some friends, but we wanted to go back in September. And we're like, well, let's check the prices. And like the annual cost was kind of similar price. We're like, well, let's get that. And that's kind of turned into, well, we have that and there's cheap flights this weekend. Let's go. <laughs> so we've now been at least like three times in six months. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. We hope to be those people very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to rack up as many airline miles as we can. Yeah. That's the yeah. key. Ton of points. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So you mentioned your shop named Geekly Ever After, the same mm-hmm. uh, way that people can find you on Instagram as well. So bow bands and scrunchies. How did that kind of become your thing, kind of being a contrarian to um, ear shops or anything like that? Like what made you decide that that was going to be your thing? Yeah. So I started my Instagram, I think about six months ago, the Disney account. And I was seeing a lot of people wearing the headbands with the bows on them. And I was like, I I want those. And I was trying to find that at the time, there weren't very many stores that had those. So I was like, well, I can sew. Let me figure out how to make them. So I just made a few for myself. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could sell these. Like I'd always wanted to start an Etsy store, but I didn't really quite know what to sell. So this kind of just fit perfectly and it aligned with one of my trips. So I was like, well, I'll take some pictures wearing them. And then I just started the, you know, I kind of just winged it with Etsy. I just started the store and went for it. 
I like that because it is definitely something different. And I think it's great that you were able to take something that you wanted and then turn it into a business. Yeah. And I like that they're also not just Disney. Like it's something you can also wear in everyday life. So I'm not just stuck with Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then even scrunchies too. How did you start doing the scrunchies as well? It was the same thing. I'd start to see people having them like, oh, well, I'll make one to match the bow band I made. So I just figured out how to make it myself and kind of just like, well, I'll put a few in my store and they just started selling. So I was like, well, I'll keep going with it. I mean, it seems like, and of course, there's other stores doing this, like you mentioned, and and there are some other people, but I know like Catherine, for you, ears don't work for you. Like you can't wear them all day. And I want to wear them like, it's hilarious. We always bring a backpack and Brendan always ends up carrying around my ears probably after the first (laughs) hour or so. Yeah. Just because they're cute and I want to wear them and take a few pictures. But then like realistically, I can't wear the ears. So it's great to have that alternative. Same way. Yeah. Yeah. But these headbands, like I I think they're a miracle. I can literally wear them all day. And I think maybe just because they're lighter, they're not as heavy on your head, but I can wear these all day and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I have tried to look them up before, and there weren't many out there. So this mm-hmm. is the perfect alternative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, you have some Disney designs, some non-Disney designs. I know you like uh, Harry Potter as well, so there's mm-hmm. some some yep. of that stuff in there as well. What does that design process process look like whenever you're looking for a new fabric or new design to put on to a bow band or to a scrunchie? Uh, it's kind of a mix. Um, sometimes it's just wandering around at the fabric store and I'll see something that I really like. Um, other times, like I've previously had questions out on like my Instagram stories of like, what are you looking for? And then like, I'll start to see a trend of, you know, a few people will say something. So I'll start to kind of Google around online till I find something. Um, it's actually really fun. I really enjoy fabric shopping. So it's kind of worked out. And I think it's kind of um, covered some of my other spending online. So instead of spending for myself, I'm spending for the business. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the perfect al- alternative, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the good thing about Disney too is that like what's popular is always changing. And I think that's really fun to keep up with too. You know, yeah, there's never kind of friends. Yeah, there's never a like of- a shortage. Mm. of yeah. things or designs to do. There's always something. Like this potion purple yeah. or whatever yeah it's just like popped up out of nowhere i know (laughs) and even like the snacks and everything i feel like that's blown up because they even make like the donut ears now Mm -hmm. yep and i just made a donut broband too (laughs) yeah so it's perfect yep so i something i know you and i interact on instagram a lot um, mm-hmm. And something that I think that you've been able to share really well on your Instagram is collaborating with other Disney shops or helping other Disney shops or other Disney um, content creators out there, you know, to, to help push them up or to just go through those collaboration efforts and, and really show your appreciation for the Disney community. So kind of what has been your approach to putting that into your social media outreach? Yeah, I think I'm kind of lucky because I started the Disney Instagram before I started my um, Etsy store. So there were a lot of um, small companies that I was already kind of, you know, interacting with and I was already buying their stuff so that when I started up, they started supporting me. Um, So that's been really helpful. And it's, you know, just like doing the, hey, you know, I really love this of yours. Can I send you something of mine? And so like we'll send each other things. 
And that's something I do really like about the Disney community is even though we are sort of competitors in a way, everybody's very supportive and, you know, hey, you know, check out this other store there. Look at this stuff, you know, and that's been really great. And Instagram's just been really supportive in the Disney community in general. Yeah, I think we would definitely agree. And I think it's also really interesting that you started your Instagram first because I feel like maybe that's the opposite of what a lot of people do. Yep. <laughs> so I kind of like, though, that you had that foundation and you already had these connections and these relationships with those other shops. And then that was able to kind of turn around and help you. Yeah, that's absolutely. A nice, that's a nice flip. Yeah, and it made me like – I've always been nervous about putting myself out there with starting a store. But with the Disney community, I felt like I already had that support. Like I felt comfortable putting it out there. And that was really good for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can 100% like identify with that. Because <laughs> it's always been difficult for me. Like on my personal Instagram, I'm not going to post like a picture with Mickey too often. I, I, there's just yeah. like that certain stigma around it. in um, the audience that I have on my personal Instagram is just not going to get it. But being in the Disney community, you can genuinely you can post anything that's Disney related and somebody's going to connect with it or somebody's going to have a similar story. Um, so like you said, it, it's it's wonderful to have that community to fall back onto. Yeah. And that's actually the reason why I even started my Disney Instagram in the first place was because I felt like I wanted to express Disney more on my personal profile. But I'm like, my friends don't care. <laughs> so I started the Disney Instagram. Yeah. So we also mentioned earlier that you started a blog, so more of like a personal blog. Um, did that come before your Instagram page and your Etsy shop or after? Uh, yeah, the blog I've actually been doing, I think, for about six years now. Um, it's kind of just, it started off, I think, as more of like a home, you know, home improvement type thing. And it's kind of just evolved with me over the years with what I've loved. Like I went to books and um, now I want to get more into Disney. I'd like to do more posts on, you know, just tips and tricks and things I've learned while being there when I get the time to actually post on it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know something like if you read your about you section on mm -hmm. your blog, one of the things that you and your husband went through was building a home. So we went through that same <laughs> process. What were some of your key takeaways of, of building a house? Yeah. So it was always a dream for us. So I'm it's pretty exciting that we finally got to do it. Uh, we kind of went through like a one of the like subdivision ones where, you know, they already had all the lots picked out and, you know, you had a few designs to pick from. So, I mean, it was an amazing opportunity and we actually kind of want to do it again. <laughs> we want to do it like from scratch, like buy a plot of land and just pick everything. Like, you know, pick all, you know, have the whole world to choose from for, you know, finishes and things. So oh that was gosh. kind of the one downfall was like only being limited on what we could choose from. You are braver than us. That literally <laughs> makes me want to like break out in hives, all the decisions. <laughs> I'm not decisive. Because ours was the same way that we built through a builder. Mm -hmm. um, and like they had a book and you just like turn the page and it's like, all right, here's all your tile choices. Here's all your countertop yep. choices. It's like, and even that was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> no, they kept saying like, oh, well, what do you want to add on? And we're like, well, what can we add on? They're like, well, I don't know. What do you want? We're like, I don't know. You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So that's wonderful. I, I enjoyed, I read a lot of your book stuff on your blog, uh, book reviews <laughs> and stuff, and I, I love that. And it's great to kind of get a glimpse into 
you know, obviously all of us have interests beyond Disney or beyond Universal and Harry Potter and things like that. Uh, so it's great to get to know people a little bit further. And that leads me into the next question that I had. And I know you shared it on your Instagram recently that something that a lot of people don't know about you is that you grew up in Australia. So yep. <laughs> can you kind of talk to us about that process and, and kind of how that came to be? And if it did, if, if Disney played any role in that? Uh, yeah, so I was born there. Um, I've lost pretty much most of my accent, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, I was 13. Um, my parents were divorced. and My mom actually met um, an American online. And um, she took a trip over to America to visit him. Then he kind of came over and stayed with us for a little bit. And then they're like, hey, do you want to try moving to America? So when I was 13, we up and moved to America. Now they're married. Um, and I kind of just stayed here. <laughs> um, yeah, so Disney didn't play any role in that um, growing up. I mean, I knew Disney was there, but it was like on the other side of the world. I never thought I'd actually go there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty much my story. I got married and stayed here. <laughs> So when you were 13 and then just, and then got that first trip to Disney World when you were 14 as a freshman, mm -hmm. was that kind of like, if you were talking to like any of your friends back in Australia, is that just like something that doesn't even cross their minds, like ever going to Walt Disney World? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. It was so long ago. <laughs> uh, I don't think I was really talking to any friends back then. But I mean, I still have family over there. So it's like, hey, I, I got to go to Disney and like now I go there all the time. And, you know, for them, that would be like a dream vacation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Great to hear more about that. So our last question before we kind of jump into our fast pass round is, you know, we're just interested and our listeners are interested in just getting to know you more. So what is something that maybe we wouldn't know about you from your Instagram or from your blog? And posts? I'm sorry I took Australia before. <laughs> I know, that would have been an easy one. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I am a big reader. I guess you'd know that from my blog. I read like 100 books a year at least every year. Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. Okay, what's um, your favorite book? My favorite book? Um, I'm a big young adult sci-fi fantasy reader, but my favorite is actually Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Wow. Mm. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> I haven't read that in so long. I don't know if I ever read that. I think I read it in like middle school for a yeah. class project. It's a tough one to read. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I didn't quite comprehend it when I read it. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit young. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's awesome. So the next thing that we'll jump into is our Fast Pass round. Before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sister podcast, Kingdom Outcast. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. All right. So next thing that we'll jump into is our fast pass round. So we will just throw out some Disney topics. If you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay, great. So name the Disney parks that you have visited. All right. I've only been to the four um, Walt Disney World parks, and I have not been to any of the water parks there yet either. So of the four that you have visited, which one is your favorite and why? 
Oh, I hate this question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have kids, but I imagine if I did, this would be like picking a favorite. (laughs) Probably so. Um, (laughs) I I think I'm currently leaning towards Animal Kingdom uh, just because I feel like Disney is so great with their theming, but at Animal Kingdom, like, you really feel like you're you're immersed in that theming. Like if you're in the Africa area, like it feels like you're there. Um, and then I also I love animals, so like I just love being on the safari. I can. Animal Kingdom was always lower on my list, mm-hmm. but like it seems like Animal Kingdom and Ep- Epcot keep moving. I know there's only four, but they keep moving <laughs> up my list. Yeah, because <laughs> like you said, the theming in Animal Kingdom is just amazing. Mm-hmm. it's yep. so immersive even before pandora i feel like in africa and asia you were fully yeah. immersed in it. it it doesn't feel like you're at a theme park no no it doesn't and i hate it when i think we've mentioned it before when people just say like oh it's just like a zoo like a glorified zoo mm-hmm. <sighs> that we stabs a, us <laughs> we, have, we have a friend that said that and we had considered going to the parks with them before but now mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I don't I don't know if I could be in the parks with them if she called it a zoo again. Like, I don't need this negativity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then if you could go anywhere, what would your Disney bucket list trip be? Um, I think, of course, all of the parks. <laughs> but um, at the top right now, I think, is Tokyo Disney Sea. Um, we've actually been talking about going to Japan for a few years now. It's kind of like the next big trip on our list. So this way we could hit Disney too. <laughs> I I did I never realized it until we went to Hawaii, and we kind of realized the connection and uh, I guess got our geography in line that mm-hmm. Tokyo is actually a pretty popular destination for Australians. It is yes. So maybe you pick up your family members and then all <laughs> go up to, to Tokyo Disney. Yeah. <laughs> is it just because again? Maybe this is like a silly question, but is the flight to Japan not bad from Australia? Um, I think technically it's halfway. <laughs> I, when we first moved here, that's actually how we went. We went up to Japan and then over oh. to Chicago and then Michigan. So I feel like since Australia is so far away from everything else, it's like yeah, Japan's the closest. <laughs> like kind of <laughs> yeah. Cool. We are definitely leaning towards Disney Sea as well. It just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks so pretty. So next would be your favorite Disney resort. Uh, of the ones that I've stayed at, I'm going to say uh, French Quarter. I think that's kind of a hidden hidden secret. I love it because it's it's so small. So like no matter where your room is, you're still close to the buses and the food. And yeah, that's, we always choose that one for like our big trips. Is that the one with the beignets? Yes. <laughs> Are they amazing? Um, I've only had the ice cream beignet, and that was amazing. So. <laughs> oh, man. That would sound amazing. My two favorite things. Yeah, we've only stayed at Riverside, and like you said, I'm jealous because Riverside was so big. Like mm-hmm. we'd get home, back to the resort after a long park day, and still have to walk forever to get to our resort. Exactly. <laughs> French Quarter does sound so appealing because everything is so close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this next one might be a little tricky, but if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Hands down, Tower of Terror. That yes. is my favorite. <laughs> what is it that you like about that ride so much? 
Um, I don't know. I, I was actually too scared to ride that the first couple of times my husband and I went. I wouldn't go on it. And then we finally went on it, and I was like, why did I waste all this time not riding <laughs> this one? Uh, I don't know. It just it makes me laugh. It's just every time it's a different ride. Yeah, it's just it's just so fun. I feel like that's what most people think, too. I mean, I didn't ride it for a very long time. I'm kind of like a wimp when it comes Mm -hmm. to most rides and things. But like you said, once you ride it for the first time, it's like, oh, my gosh, I've been missing out. This isn't so bad. It's just intimidating, I think. Like the way that (laughs) it sits on the end of the street and it's so tall and the music changes when you get down there. It's I mean, it all like plays into it. I would agree. So the next one would be which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the park? I'm going to get hate for this one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Figment. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, um, I, I've only done the refurbished one. It's just, it just reminds me of my, our honeymoon where we, we had no clue what anything was. Like we just showed up to the parks and just, you know, with no plan. So we go on this Figment ride because it has no line and we're just like, what what is this <laughs> and i feel like all these people have this you know memories of the old ride and i don't have that so i'm like why what is this ride here for <laughs> i can get that you kind of feel that way Catherine. oh right? yeah i completely feel that way i never rode the ride until i started going with brendan so i had no like previous love or connection to something that everyone claims is better <laughs> so i agree with that but at least you have to agree that Figment as a character is like one of the cutest Disney characters around. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Figment. I just don't get the ride hype. Yeah. I wish I knew what it used to be, I guess, too. Mm. I don't know. So I guess, Samantha, we're not going to get any Figment-themed Bobans or Crunchies anytime soon. I mean, if you want one, I can make it for you. <laughs> I'll just, I don't know. I feel like it ruined it now because I know that you're not going to enjoy making it. <laughs> Be sending bad vibes with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's probably not a lot of Figment uh, fabric out there. Yeah, you just have yeah. to get like, some like orange and purple, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the next one is, what is your favorite snack or your go-to snack? Oh, I'm such a bad Disney snacker. (laughs) I'm always just like, if I'm hungry, I find something nearby to eat. (laughs) Um, But I will say, I do really like the poutine at Epcot. Um, And then I also did the the macaron ice cream sandwich in France, and that was delicious. We haven't had either of those. No. And I've honestly, I know this is probably like crazy too, but I've never had a macaroon like ever. Oh, what? they're so good. I know. I feel like they're they're so trendy and popular now and I've just never had one. I must be living under a rock. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, Samantha, but like whenever we used to go to the parks before we were really in the Disney Instagram realm. We had no idea that, like, there were all these other options. Like, we were kind of like you, like, all right, we're hungry. There's a popcorn stand. We're getting popcorn. Or a Mickey bar. Yes. But, like, exactly. Insta- <laughs> Instagram has blown my mind. <laughs> it's it's amazing how, like, how do people find all these hidden things? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's why there's accounts that are just for Disney food. Just for food. <laughs> So next would be your favorite table service restaurant and favorite quick service restaurant. 
Okay, again, <laughs> um, I've actually only done table service, I think, two or three times, um, just because my mindset has always been pretty much like I wasn't good at planning where I'd be at certain times. It was kind of like I'd go where I want to go. And why would I sit down for an hour and eat when I could be riding rides? Mm -hmm. um, but of the few that I have done, uh, I've done the Bon Voyage breakfast at Trattoria on the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was fantastic. The food was good. The characters were good. I really liked that one. And then quick service. Um, I've recently fallen in love with um, Andy's Lunchbox in Toy Story Land. Um, I love the tachos. Yes. Ooh, big tachos fans. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Bon Voyage breakfast, is that the one with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider? Yes, it is. That's why we did it. <laughs> yes. That's what we got to meet Flynn. Is that like a buffet or do you pick your entree? No, it's, yeah, you like pick it. You have to choose, like it's a set price and then you have certain items you can pick from. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, those are two great choices. Andy's Lunchbox, the line is always long, but it moved really quickly when we were there. Yeah, I did mobile order. That was the way to go. Oh, yeah. We probably should have done that. We did learn because we went with my sister who works down there. She said, when it is busy, you never make a modification because it takes mm -hmm. like 12 times as long. Yeah, so she That's asked for like, no pickle and it took forever. Oh my gosh, forever. <laughs> you just have to pick the pickles off. Yeah. Pro tip. So next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. Okay. So this one actually goes back to tutorial. Uh, so we booked it because we wanted to see Flynn because that's the only place you can get to see him outside of, I believe, the Christmas party. Um, so the morning we went, um, we get to our table and our hostess is like, you know, today you're going to see Rapunzel, Eric, Ariel, and Merida. And I was like, oh, no, no Flynn. <laughs> so Flynn wasn't there. So I was super disappointed. Um, but Merida came up and she's chatting. And I go to take a picture of her with my brother-in-law. And all of a sudden she just stops. She like points at my phone. And she's like, is that a bear? And I like I realized that on the back of my phone I have a Hufflepuff badger, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh no, that's that's a badger for Hufflepuff. And she's like, Hufflepuff. She's like, is that your clan? <laughs> and it was just so funny. And then when I looked through my photos later, I actually found that um, I had grabbed the photo right as she'd like pointed at me on my phone. It's a pretty funny picture. Oh, that, oh, that is, is funny. Cool. <laughs> and actually, like, I I feel like I like Merida 10 times more than I did before just because of that meet and greet, too. It was really fun. I do think those meet and greets can, like, make or break different characters. It's just so memorable. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah like, I've always liked Hercules, but after we met Hades, like, now I'm the biggest Hercules fan ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you never got to meet Flynn? Um, actually, um... I mean, I didn't complain. I was literally just like, oh, man, when she told us that. Um, when our waitress came to hand us our bill at the end, she's like, oh, how long are you guys here for? We're like, oh, a few more days. She's like, you know what? Come back any other morning and just tell them that you didn't see Flynn and they'll let you see him. So we actually came back a few days later. Um, we got to the desk. I'm like, oh, you know, a waitress, I forget her name, but she said we could see Flynn. And she's like, okay, hold on a moment. And like turns around and like pulls out a walkie-talkie and she's like, oh, um, I need to see a manager at the front desk, please. I'm like, oh, no, this is so embarrassing. We're going to get shut down. <laughs> but um, he came up and he's like, oh, he's doing this right right now, but do you want to come wait in this room and we'll have him come out and meet you? So they actually took us into like the little bar next door and we waited for Flynn and um, they brought him out and we got to like take private photos with him. It was really cool. 
Man, oh, that's, that's awesome. nice. Yeah. Yeah. That turned into a positive for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually, yeah, we got to like take time and like each get pictures with them and like the lighting was better in there. It was actually worked out for the better. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So to kind of add on to that, what is your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> Tangled, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> what What is your favorite Disney song? Continuing with Tangled, <laughs> um, I like At Last I See the Light. And then from Frozen, I also like Love is an Open Door. Two good choices. Yeah, you can't listen to those and like not sing along. At yeah. least the Love is an Open Door. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but do, okay, here's always been my problem with Love is an Open Door. Knowing how the movie ends, does it take anything away from that song? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. <laughs> yeah. I you just can't think too much into it, Brenda. I know. My thing is like, <laughs> like, cause that went viral of like husband and wives or couples yeah. singing mm-hmm. that. And you just think like, what if this guy is, he's the Hans, like he's the bad guy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you got the next one? Yeah. So then this one's also kind of tricky, but what is your favorite Disney quote? Mine is from Cinderella. I love have courage and be kind. I think that's, that's a very applicable quote. I think everyone needs yeah. that. Yeah. Short, sweet, powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our last one of the Fast Pass round is your favorite Disney Parks memory. This one is hard. I feel like I don't really have any specific moments that stand out. Um, but I will say um, back in September when we went, we just gotten our annual pass and uh, we went to the Halloween party. It was our uh, first time. This is just me and my husband. It was our first time doing like an, a ticketed event. Uh, we'd never done it before. We were like, why would you pay extra money when you can already go to the parks during the day? Um, but it ended up just being like one of the best nights, just being at the park, dressed up in your Halloween costume. And then also for me, it was like growing up in Australia, we didn't do Halloween. So I've only, you know, really done a few trick-or-treatings in my life. So it was like, you know, I'm a the magic kingdom trick-or-treating you know with all these people in these amazing costumes and you're riding rides you know we went as bell and gaston and it was just so much fun i just that was probably just one of the best nights i've ever had at disney it was so fun so this might be like a random question but why <laughs> don't they celebrate halloween i i don't know if it's like we don't have fall <laughs> oh. um it's also technically it would be our spring because the seasons are flipped. They're trying to do it. I was just there um, right in October. And they, they've they started trying to sell how, like, they're pushing it. They're trying to do it. But, yeah, no, as a kid, I'd never done trick-or-treating. Wow. So no Hocus Pocus? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did get the movie. I have seen that one. <laughs> That's crazy. I guess uh, I don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A little glimpse behind, like, how our podcast was recorded we always have our two screens open and i actually clicked on the picture of you and your husband in your bell and gaston like yeah. before you started telling that story so it's like <laughs> nailed it yeah we actually got to meet them too dressed up as as them that was really fun how oh, did yeah. gaston feel about that oh he made fun of my husband because <laughs> <laughs> um he 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 actually bought yellow gloves he's like look at this guy with his like kitchen rubber gloves on <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome 
<laughs> I was going to say that ties back into Anna and Han singing. Maybe maybe you just like to have the <laughs> the hero and like the, the villain. Bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So our very last question is something that we ask all of our guests, and it's if you have some piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who they're looking to become either a Disney content creator or create their own products, put up an Etsy shop, whatever it might be, what would be your advice to that person? I know a lot of people pretty much say this, but just do it. I don't know how many years I spent like, oh, I'm going to start an Etsy store one day. I'm going to do it. But, you know, actually just going for it and doing it. It's um, it's not going to be perfect when you first start. If you wait for, you know, everything to be ready to go, you're never going to actually start. You're going to learn along the way. Just do it. You'll make mistakes, but you'll learn from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love particularly when you said you'll learn al- along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I've definitely made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think anybody who, whether they're just starting out or whether they've been at it for years, will say that their first idea is typically not always what they stick with and really mm-hmm. like for us we can date back that we started like a disney blog way before we ever got to a podcast like two years in between there and but if we had never started that blog i don't think we ever would have reached this point so i i think of course people say that a lot but i do think that it is so impactful that if you just start you're going to open up many doors that, that you never thought that you would be able to get to right and plus, the Disney community is just so welcoming. Like, you know, they're not going to judge you for what you're doing. They're just going to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, too, you know, like the baby steps, you know, you started by just creating a Disney Instagram. And then you saw that, like you said, everyone was very accepting and supportive. And I think that, you know, too, just doing one thing at a time instead of thinking you have to do it all at once could kind of help someone out, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, perfect. Well, Samantha, we thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you would want to share with the listeners before we head off? No, just thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me. Yeah, we had a blast. Well, to our listeners, if you haven't already, we highly encourage you go connect with Samantha over at Geekly Ever After on Instagram. You can also find her on Etsy by that same name and also head to her blog at samanthafabris.com. F-A-B-R-I-S. And we'll put all the links to those in our show notes. So once again, Samantha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.